Hi, welcome to the second episode of Connected, where we discuss various technologies with friends working in different companies around the world. Today we have with us Utkarsh Bansal, who is a platform engineer at Instawork. Hi, Utkarsh. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Tarun. Thanks for having me here. I've been working on Instaworks infrastructure for over three years now. It's been quite a journey, and I'm excited to share a few of my learnings today. Great. Welcome, Utkarsh. So, tell us a bit about Instawork. Instawork is a gig space platform for hospitality and warehouse services, connecting businesses and professionals looking for part-time work. We were initially only into hospitality, but COVID forced us to think outside the box, and that's when we expanded to warehousing gigs as well. Yeah, that makes total sense. These times have been hard for a business, and adapting to those situations is the best thing a business can do. So, Utkarsh, what excites you the most about working at Instawork? So, my work mainly focuses on building reliable and scalable infrastructure solutions while optimizing existing backend system. Well, what does the infrastructure at Instawork look like, Utkarsh? Well, we have our backend code written mostly in Django. We have a separate repository for our deployment scripts. And we're using AWS services to host our code with ECS. And the primary database for us is MySQL that is running on RDS. Well, how do you deploy all these resources and code efficiently? That is a very interesting question. I have spent quite a lot of time building the deploy pipeline. If I were to give you an overview of the system, a developer invokes a Slack command, which invokes a Lambda function on AWS. Now this Lambda function performs some checks and authorizations to validate the commit shop being deployed. Once these checks pass, uh, the Lambda function creates a GitHub release. This GitHub release in turn starts the circle CI build. The same Lambda function also kicks off a secondary Lambda function that will continue to check the deploy status of the SHA and will notify of the same Slack channel in case of success or failure. So this is how the Circle CI build is triggered. For those listening, Circle CI is a tool to run continuous integration and continuous deployment builds and scripts without self-hosting the required containers. So how does this Circle CI job deploy the code to production, Utkash? Basically, this CI job is just a bunch of AWS ECS calls that update the code on existing ECS services. So what exactly is ECS and how does it fit your requirements? ECS is AWS's service for container orchestration. So we at Instawork used Docker to containerize our application. And ECS makes it incredibly easy for us to configure how these services are deployed and how they interact with one another. And how does ECS provision for your scale? Right. So ECS has a concept of launch types, which determine the type of underlying infrastructure on which your tasks and services are hosted. While Using the EC2 launch type, you have to provision and configure your underlying EC2 fleet. 
but with Fargate, ECS becomes serverless. So for our baseline usage, we use the EC2 launch type, and whenever you want to scale our containers to handle bursts of traffic, we utilize Fargate. We do this so that we don't have to worry about provisioning additional resources every time we want to quickly scale up our containers. That's great. What are the various components involved in your cluster? So on a high level, the single cluster is broken down into several services. For example, we have one service running our user-facing web servers. We have multiple other services just working to process asynchronous tasks. A group of Docker containers linked together to perform a specific function is an ECS task. For example, if we have Nginx and Unicorn running on different Docker containers, the ECS task allows us to link them together as they serve the response to the HTTP request in conjunction. A service is basically multiple copies of the single task and a service defines how many copies of the task should be running at any given time. So for example, if I want to run eight copies of my web servers behind a load balancer at all times, this specific configuration is defined in the service. That's really great. You mentioned Fargate earlier. What is that exactly? So Fargate allocates the right amount of compute and other resources, eliminating the need to choose instances and scale the cluster capacity. You only pay for the resources required to run your containers, so there is no problem with over-provisioning and paying for additional servers. It completely abstracts away the underlying infrastructure and you see each one of your containers as a single machine. This is completely optional and you can use ECS without Fargate as well. This sounds like Fargate is really essential for optimizing the cost of the servers. Does this ensure a zero downtime deployment system? If yes, then how? So ECS out of the box comes with support for rolling deploys. You can use AWS code deploy uh, with ECS to run blue green deploys. And then you can also write your own custom deploy controllers. Great. So for our viewers, blue-green deployment is a way to deploy that reduces downtime and risk by running multiple versions of the code simultaneously until the new version is completely up and the old version is not completely served all its old requests. It is a big advantage if this is automatically handled by AWS using these tools as Utkarsh mentioned. So moving on, what is the configuration that you use for your ECS Utkarsh? At InstaWork, we have 15 services. Some of these services, like our async task processing systems, are utilizing Fargate. And at peak load, they can have as many as 12 tasks running. In terms of resources allocated to each container, they vary as well. The smallest of our containers is utilizing 0.5 vCPU with 1 GB RAM, while the largest goes up to 2 vCPUs with 8 GB RAM. That's very intriguing. Are there any other use cases that this setups helps you with? 
Well, we sometimes have to run a one-time script to create or update existing data on our servers. We provide this ability to our developers in the similar way that we do for our deployments, which is by running a Slack command and specifying the environment to run the script on. This Slack command invokes an AWS Lambda function, which again calls an AWS API to create a Fargate container with the script as the entry point command. That's very interesting. It seems system and design of your architecture does help you in bringing down cost and also helps in easy deployments for your developers. So any final thoughts, Utkarsh, for our listeners on when they should use ECS versus other services and what are the advantages and disadvantages to look out for? In my experience, ECS really shines when you have a small to medium-sized cluster. If you want more configurability, however, you should take a look at EKS, which is an AWS solution for running Kubernetes. But if you are okay with the configuration options provided by ECS and want a way to easily set up, maintain, and scale your systems, you should definitely go for ECS. Looks like ECS is a very good option to use in these circumstances. Thanks, Utkarsh, for the great explanation. Thanks, Tarun, and thank you for having me here. You can find Utkarsh on LinkedIn and follow us for more such content. See you in the next episode.